Hey, Simpson, I'm feeling a mite peckish. Mind if I chew your ear? <gasps> Dad, you killed the zombie Flanders. You was a zombie? Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons quotes that nobody gets anymore, Facebook page and nohomers.net. I am Dando. Why do you keep saying that every week when you say the exact same thing? You could just record it, like do it once and uh, play I it. say the start differently. Sometimes I'm more enthusiastic yeah. than other times. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. Uh, it's all about the way you say welcome to. The many shades of yeah. Dando. Yeah, no one picks up on it, but no. you know. Clearly you don't. No, obviously Hopefully not. Hopefully the listeners do. Normally I'm still trying to get my thoughts together when it, you're doing it, that little spiel. And I, I look sort of off into the middle distance and wait for the wait for the noise to stop. And then I know it's my time to say, I am Mitch. Well, if you actually go back and listen to all the previous episodes, I do say it differently every single time. Okay, well, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Hold you to it. Today we're here to review Treehouse of Horror. Whereas, whereas I say, I am Mitch, exactly the same way every single Mitch. week. I am Mitch. <laughs> Treehouse of Horror 3, what did you think of it? Uh, what did I think of it? I... I found myself less interested in reviewing the Treehouse of Horror, less excited to review them. Um, I I, I think we can critique them the same way we do the other ones. Not the same way, no. Normally, I'm more excited for doing the Treehouse of Horrors, though, because I get to go off and do some research on what they were based on. But unfortunately, I found with this one that they were all based on three things that were fairly obvious and well-known. So, I was like, well, there's less sort of nitty-gritty that I can explore in details on the side here. Uh, that did mean that I got an early night's sleep, so you know, thank you yeah. for that. But um, look, it was solid. I mean, it's a funny episode from start to finish, but it's you're right. Like they're they're kind of popcorn Simpsons. A bit of it's a big jump in uh, quality from the the previous Treehouse of Horrors. I've found this one a bit more gorier than the previous ones. Mm-hmm. If you exclude the uh, Mr. Burns taking out Homer's brain, the other ones haven't been all that gory. No, not really. Not not visually. They had bad Dreamhouse, but you didn't see anything. Where this yeah. one. Like shooting the zombies and you see them getting their heads blown off and things like that. They've sort of taken that next step where they're like, okay, we can get away with a lot more with these Treehouse of Horrors. Let's do that. Yeah. I also going to say too, with the uh, Dial Z for Zombies, mm. not a, never was never a huge fan of that one as a kid. I always liked Clown Without Pity. Yeah, I love Clown Without Pity. Yeah, I like loved- that's up there with one of my favorite yeah, all time ones. Same, but I found Dial Z for Zombies more entertaining than that one. Maybe it's because I, don't know, I found Homer in Dial Z for Zombies was just absolutely hilarious from start yeah. to finish. Like the Homer, did you bought the door? No, why? Oh, no, right, the zombies. zombies. No, <laughs> I just thought Homer was just written beautifully. Did you trash one. the car? No. Did you raise the dead? Yes. Okay, but the car's but the okay. Car's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right then. Uh, the King Kong parody. What was it called? Uh, King, King Homer. Homer. <sighs> Middle of the road for me. I, 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 I like th- that they were able to condense King Kong to about seven minutes. Yeah. And without feeling like they'd missed anything. Apparently, it's one of Matt Groening's favorites as well. But pe- I, it's a pe- great parody. But yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, it's got a nice classic feel to it. Like I like that King Homer stands out and is different to anything else that they've done. It's black and white, maybe. Yeah, which I mean, they they did again recently with the Godzilla parody, which was pretty much everyone that watched that just went, well, they've just done King Homer, but, um, but yeah, like they they went for a different feel and they still managed to make it work, which I liked. Al Jean was concerned as one of the facts that because it was all black and white that, that he feared that people thought their TV was going to be broken. Really, he genuinely thought that. I guess the early nineties was a different time for TVs. Yeah, I guess. You just have to bang the, remember? Yeah. Bang the TV and it would make it, yeah. Do you have man. one of those little knobs that you had to turn yeah, to fine the, the tracking, yeah. the tuning, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, how old are we? <laughs> you know, I actually have a scar on my head. You're like, young listeners wouldn't be aware that TVs used to come in big boxes. 
Whereas now, you know, they're flat screens and they, they're about like a millimetre thin. Unless you get my box and you can't fit it in a van. I've heard many people say that about your box, Tando. <laughs> I didn't think that it was going to be shared on the podcast. Um, no, I, you, can you see this this scar, through, like this line through my eyebrow here? Oh, your eyebrow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Top of your head. So there's a line in my eyebrow where no hair grows that some people think was like a trendy fashion statement that I was trying <laughs> to make. Rebel against the man. Uh, but no, when I was a kid, I was standing up in front of the television. I fell over. My forehead hit the screen. I slid down with my forehead against the screen, came to the big wooden box down the bottom, and bang, big split straight through the eyebrow. Wow. TVs used to be a hazard. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they stuck out a bit, didn't they? They were sort of they like bubbles. Yeah, they were. The screen. Yeah, it was, it was like rock-solid glass kind as of well. Con- concave <laughs> style. That was rock-solid. You, could, you wouldn't go through them. You, you, but, could, you could bang on them, and it wouldn't matter. Now you mm. even touch the television. Broken. Yeah. <laughs> Look at it the wrong way in a pixel dice. Exactly right. So, a few facts about the episode before we get into it. There were almost 100 line changes occurring after the poorly received after it was poorly received from the writers. After right. they did a screening of it, okay. the writers went, nope, this is not how we thought it was going to be, not as funny. And there was 100 line changes and apparently that caused a big drama with the animation crew. Yeah, that might explain why some of the dialogue... In, uh, there was a couple moments where I noticed and then I had to stop looking at it because it was starting to give me the shits. But there were a few times where the dialogue was way out of sync. And that's because they had, didn't have time to fix all of them. Yeah. So, yeah, over 100 line changes. That's a lot. In a short... Like, well, you know, I say short episode, but yeah, in an episode full of short episodes, yeah, huge. Yeah. Do you th- I wonder whether the, what the original stories were, how the, what the difference was. I'd love to read the original scripts of mm. these segments. Anyway, uh, this was the final Treehouse of Horror to have the tombstone opener. Oh, really? Because they couldn't be bothered making them anymore. Because the next one cuts to Bart at the, he's in front of the paintings and he's talking about the devil and things like that. Yeah, he's right. He's the hall. Yeah. Because so, what intros have we had so far? There was Marge. Marge again, and now this one was oh, Homer. Oh, so it's been two Marge, yeah. and then this one was Homer. Okay. Yeah, so they, they, they just didn't want... They thought it was too much time... Well, too much time was going into trying to create the funny tombstone yeah. words. Uh, Jay Kogan and Wally Wolodarski. I always get a tongue twister with that one. Their names appeared on tombstones, but they were misspelt. Was Jay Kogan misspelt? Apparently so. Oh, well, Jay Kogan and Wally Wolodarski. It says that they were both misspelt. Not only appears on a tombstone, Jay, but I think he actually appears as a zombie. Does he really? I'm sure that that was in Dial Z for Zombies where he, Jay Kogan's tombstone is one of the ones where they um, crawl out of the ground. Yeah, well, that's... Well, that's I didn't spot Wally, but Jay's name. I well, that's what it said and that's, his name apparently was misspelt on there. Mm. Maybe it's just Wally. I don't know if they did. Sure. I don't know if they did a zombie likeness of them or if it was just... Just came yeah, out of his grave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as I said earlier... just visiting. Yeah. As I said earlier, King Size Homer was one of Groening's favourite trios of horror stories and now Jim was concerned, but black and white. Now, Reese wrote the line, he was a zombie which is uh, down in Simpsons folklore as one of the greatest lines of all time. Mm-hmm. It's Matt Groening's favourite line ever written for The Simpsons. Now, in the Pet Cemetery, there are three tombstones. One says Fish Police, one says Capital Critters, and one says Family Dog. Do you know what that stands for, what they represent? Fish Police, some, Capital, Capital Critters, Critters, and Family and Dog. Family Dog. In the Pet Cemetery. Is but, it anything to do with... Well, you've just emphasised the words pet cemetery. Is it anything to do with the Stephen King novel? No, no. Apparently, okay. or not apparently, they are the names of three TV series that started after The Simpsons. That went, like, for example, one of them was Hanna Barbera. I think it was Fish Police, where they took a more crude aspect to try and capitalise on The Simpsons' popularity. Right. Okay. And they all bombed straight away in the first season. So they killed them off. Three short-lived TV series. Great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it snuck it in there. I love it when people just throw shade on their competition. Yes. In the most public way possible. <laughs> Now, before we get into the review... It's the first time I've been able to use throw shade in a sentence, by the way. Throw shade. I've been reading it on things. Um, 
I've never heard the term throw shade ever. Yeah, no, it's just some it's some new lingo that the kids are using. Oh. Um, but like it, basically, it's an insult. Basically, or yeah. is well, it is. So if you say throw shade to me, I should take. A so if I if I'd been talking smack about yeah. you, like you know, I'd like throwing shade, that Dando's box is so big it wouldn't fit into the back of a I'm van. Out of my box, man. Then then be like, man, Mitch is throwing shade about Dando. That they people seriously can't possibly be saying this. I I see it online all the time. Type it, like you can look it up. I can't be bothered. It'll be on Urban Dictionary. I'm so, sure that they'll oh, have it. That makes it legit then. It does make it <laughs> legit. I go to Urban Dictionary more often than I go to Webster's Dictionary these days. Alrighty. Uh, I just want to throw, throw a few thanks out there to Cameron McCormack, Tim Johns, and Jennifer Price. Who are they, Mitchell? They'd be the donors for this week. They're yes. the lifeblood of our podcast. They Thank really you very much, are. guys. Big thanks to Tim Johns for his very, very generous donation. So, uh, Cameron McCormack, Tim Johns, and Jennifer Price. If you'd like to chuck a couple of dollars our way, you can go to fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate or if you want to purchase the premium podcast they're still there you go to fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash premium dash podcast Bart versus Australia and you only move twice for a dollar we do each if you do plan to purchase both of them please do so in the same transaction we pay less fees now it's time for the review so the original oh, you got something to say well, you're, so you're reading the, what is it Urban, Urban Dictionary defines throw shade to talk trash about a friend or acquaintance to publicly denounce or res- uh, disrespect uh, how does Kimmy keep any friends? Last night at the party, all she did with th- all she did was throw shade at people. <laughs> so there we go. That's that, you know, that clear. I'll say it all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> the original air date was October 29th, nineteen ninety two. There was no chalkboard gag because it's a Trias of Horror episode, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the couch gag was the family skeletons all walk in and sit on the couch. This is probably the most popular, besides the Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees intro, the one that I remember the most from Treehouse of Horror Couch Gag-wise. Mm. I do remember, do you remember uh, the one where they hang? The bodies come down oh, and they hang? No, I don't. No, I remember that one as it's well. It's dark. I love that Marge had the bone through her hair. Yeah. Like to show really that cool. that's how it's all holding up. Yeah. So, we kick off with not Marge doing the intro, but Homer no. doing the intro. And it's much funnier this time, isn't it? It is, because it's more of a parody. This Like, they yeah. kick it off with parody. It's, it's parodying uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Yeah. Did you see the little slight animation gag they did there that apparently no one really picked up on? Wow. Well, I don't know. It's, it's not even laugh out there funny, but it's just they have Alfred Hitchcock's outline there, mm. but they purposely drew Homer's beer gut to stick out further than oh, the outline. Yeah. That's meant to be a gag, but they they were really disappointed that no one noticed it. Well, I just thought it was obvious. I know, but... Like, uh, what's not to notice? They, they wanted credit for it. They are like, oh, no one really thought it was that funny. Well, all you did was Homer's silhouette instead of Alfred Hitchcock's <laughs> silhouette. What the fuck else would you <laughs> oh, have done? Oh, oh, well, Alfred Hitchcock's was there. Yeah. Yeah, but Homer's was obviously fatter. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I just wanted to say they were a little bit disappointed they didn't get the love that they thought they were going to get. Like and they're still they not getting it, apparently. I think they got the love that they deserved. <laughs> um, but yeah, as we said, it's just funny there, Marge. I think with the Marge ones, though, she wasn't really trying to be funny. It was more Marge saying, no, this is actually going to be more violent than yeah. you probably shouldn't let your kids with, watch it. With Marge, the joke was that, that she was sort of being a worried, concerned mother. Yeah. Whereas Homer's come with a more aggressive approach. Like, now there are some crybabies out there, religious types mostly, who are easily like, offended. <laughs> what was your favourite uh, gravestone or tombstone gag as they were making their way in? Uh, I like the American workmanship and then it all fell yeah, apart. Yeah, I think that oh, that was the most kind of obvious one. Yeah, there was yeah. one there that I had to look up that I, I didn't make any sense to me. It was uh, like a bucking something or other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked it up and it just turned out to be some dude, like an engineer or something. Taking the piss out of you. Uh, yeah, but I had no idea why. And he died like eight years before the episode went to air. I hate that, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You're dead. We're so far dead. removed. For real. He didn't come out trying to make some show and capitalize on The Simpsons. And just throwing shade. They just him. whacked him. <laughs> <anyway>. Exactly. <laughs> Alrighty. So, 
the little bits in between each segment, uh, obviously the Halloween party at the Simpsons house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Homer comes down in his toga. It falls off. Behold, Caesar in all, <laughs> in his, all glory. his glory. I did love Bart's costume, the clockwork orange. Yeah, dressed up as Alex. Now, that's one of those things I never really picked up on as a kid. But now I watch it as an adult and I'm like, that's a clockwork yeah, orange. Yeah, as a kid, you wouldn't recognize who that nah, is. No, not at all. I did love all the, the different costumes. Mm. I just thought it was really cool. Not only that, but talking in a Cockney accent as well. Like yeah, he's, he's gone the whole hog. Stupid party. Wish we was trick-or-treating. Uh, Marge then says uh, we should play the food game. Oh, hang on, trivia. We're we doing oh, trivia. Oh God, I haven't got it in the right order. My little notes here. Dear I do have me. trivia. I've only got a couple of questions. I've got five. Thank Six. God. Thank. Well, I'll okay. kick it off. I'll kick it off. You do that. What else was on the shelf at the store where Homer got the crusty dog? Uh, there was a shrunken head. Mm-hmm. That's all I've got. There's like a two-headed cat statue thing. Okay. And a beating heart in a jar. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. Um. Well, a similar, uh, along similar lines, what was the discount on that shrunken head? This is, this is why I didn't say the other things. Oh, the discount. I, I, know, I know it was 80% shrunken head, 20% something else. It was but. 20% off, I think. Like, that was like 20% discount. Uh, I'm sure that's what no, I said. No, no, I said 80% shrunken head, 20% something else. Like, that's, that's, you sure? That's, I'm pretty sure. I said 80% shrunken head, 100%. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well. 100%, I know it says that. All right. <laughs> Next question. So I've got one question. <laughs> the title, Clown Without Pity, mm. is a play on the title of which Gene Pitney song? <laughs> Gene Pitney? <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. What, what happened to all of your uh, records that you normally have oh, up on the wall? Oh, they're now in the record shelf. Where's Gene Pitney? <laughs> um, oh. It rhymes. I'll give you a clue. So without pity plus Both the words. rhymes. So it's something without pity. Something without pity. Town without pity? Yep. No, it is. Alrighty, I'll do another question then, since you've already got one left. <laughs> What's the number of the Krusty Doll hotline? Oh, shit. Uh, no, I've got no idea. one nine hundred don't sue Ah, nice. I like the uh, Krusty Doll hotline, like the music. Everybody they... loves the clown. So why don't you... They like that gag all the time. Yeah, yeah. but it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which is the one where Marge cries? Uh, I thought it was this one. Then I watched it no, 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 no. It's something about... Is it when Homer's dying? I think it might be. Does she call a hotline in that? Because we've already reviewed that one where she starts crying, I'm fairly sure. Yeah. But we'll, we'll come to it eventually. It's happened. No, I know yeah, that yeah. it's happened. Yeah. Anyway. Who was Milhouse dressed up as at the party? Was it just the skeleton? Nope. No, who was it? The Flash. Yeah, yeah, he was too. A very, you know, much underrated superhero in the early 90s. And Nelson was Frankenstein, I believe. They're the ones I can remember. I okay. Think. And wasn't Martin like Caesar? I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure he was wearing a toga. He's wearing gra- a toga with, gra- with grapes around his head. Would he have been Caesar or would he have been like some Greek god of some the, the variety? Dude f- who's the fat, the, the glutton robot from Futurama? The glutton robot? Yeah, the one that's just the glutton has the grapes around his head or whatever. I do know who what you're talking about. I yeah. don't know his name. The gluttonizer. That's what I'm going to call him. Uh, <laughs> who was advertised to appear with Homer? King Homer, I should say. So when, oh, he, when he's in the... Um, it's underneath his name. It was like a something about heavy set chorus line. The chubbiest kick line in town. There we go. <laughs> uh, who ran over Snowball One? Oh, God. It was uh, Mayor Quimby's cousin. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was cousin's Clovis. Yeah, or maybe it was like nephew or something yeah, like that. I, I didn't have... No, it wouldn't have been nephew. I, I, I think, think it was, it was cousin. cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally, how old was she when she died? I had a cat named Snowball. She died. She died. <laughs> um, two. Mum said she was sleeping. <laughs> two? Uh, it's either one or two because it says on the gravestone 88 to 90. Or whatever it says on the gravestone, if you look at her age, she's either one or depending on when her birthday was, she was two. Okay. Yeah. 
So that is my trivia for this week. Now we get back into the episode. So some tough trivia in there. Yeah, I thought I got to do maths and shit. Gene Pitney, not bad. (laughs) (laughs) There's every week, no matter how obscure a reference I make to something, I'll get an email saying yes, thank you for finally talking about it. I can't wait for the Gene Pitney fans to write in this week. (laughs) Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Alrighty, so where were we? We're talking about the costumes. Um, Marge starts the food game. Um, So she's got the meat. And the, is it the eyeballs, like the spaghetti meatballs and stuff like uh, that? No, so it was grapes were her... These were her, her eyes. eyes. Yeah. And then spaghetti was her hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Martin's little... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sp- was spaghetti her hair? What was her brains? I don't know. Oh, the steak, was Maybe it? the steak was yeah. her brains. But then Homer gets caught out. He's eating it. Yeah, yeah. well, it was an evil game. <laughs> so then they decide, well, what are we going to do now? We're going to tell some stories. And Lisa says, I've got a story about a doll from hell. Oh, yeah. It's like a doll. That's not scary. A doll from hell. I'm just going to go to the store. Yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> A clown without pity. Like, there's the the anti-cross-eyed eyes on Lisa's yeah, face when she crazy, that. yeah, crazy eye. She yeah. gets in a character when she tells a ghost story. What, what's the, is a big daddy where he's got a friend called Crazy Eye, the homeless one, and it's played by um Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Big Daddy. Yeah, it's hilarious. So, a clown without pity. Continue. So, clown without pity is kind of a, a take on Chucky to an extent. Uh, Monkey Shines is another it's, movie it's with like haunted doll. Reminds me of trilogy of terror. Trilogy of terror. It's a fairly common trope that there's a haunted doll that's trying to kill you. Firstly, um, but I I feel that they do it really well here, and I love one thing that they committed to that I'm always a big fan of is that the doll only reveals its true evil side to one person. So the other ones can't see it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So they all think home is crazy. That's the best way for it. If, if you're like a haunted doll out there, the best way for you to get away with it is to not let anyone else know that you're haunted. Yeah, that is true. Mm. I just liked the fact that they had little elements of him dating the, the Malibu Stacey. Stuff like that. I yeah. just thought it was hilarious. Yeah. It was nice to see Krusty be used in a different yeah. different sense as well. Like yeah, you're he, right. It was yeah. the perfect person to choose. I mean, there's no one else in the Simpsons universe where they're going to have a doll made out of, so it kind of had to be him. But it was so so much fun to see that, like, you know, but that it's, it's voice. his character, though. He was crusty as a doll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, it kicks off with Grandpa giving Bart money for the government mm-hmm. for his birthday. And I didn't earn it. I don't need it. But yeah. if they miss one payment, I'll raise hell. <laughs> Homer realises that he... Well, Bart, everyone realises that Homer hasn't gotten him a present, so mm-hmm. he sneaks out and he goes to the house of evil. We should do a count of the amount of times Homer's forgotten a present. Well, he's forgotten Marge's. Mm. Valentine's or, Day. Was Marge's, was Marge's forgotten or was it just he was selfish and got the bowling ball? No, he forgot. No, he'd forgotten about it. Yeah, and then he went out and got yeah. the bowling ball that day. Then there's like the Valentine's Day climbing down the drain pipe and falling off the house. That's one of my favorite ones. The hell one was that? Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. You see him run off the distance, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, so we got the House of Evil. Now the Froget gag. Mm-hmm. Very, very memorable. Yeah. One of the great back and forths. Take this object. But beware, it carries a terrible curse. Ooh, that's bad. But it comes with a free Frogut. That's good. The Frogut is also cursed. That's bad. But you get your choice of topping. That's good. The toppings contain potassium benzoate. That's bad. Can I go now? Apparently he was a take on the guy from Gremlins, by the way. Oh, really? The guy, his name's uh, Mr. Wing, the guy Hmm. from Gremlins. And he actually... Look at it. I love how insanely racist Chinese <laughs> names are in any movie before 1992. <laughs> Why 92? I don't know. I feel like in the 90s, that was when it started to... Computers became more... Like IBM, I think, had a direct correlation between the Chinese being more respected by the American marketplace. <laughs> 
Uh, the whole scene's virtually a parody of when they go to, um, or the guy gets the gremlin from um, Mr. Wing because he says, there's a, like, must not feed him after midnight and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing here. This comes with a terrible curse. So that's bad. Yeah, that's bad. And I just love here the head. It also comes with a free froggit. Oh, sorry, good. frozen yogurt, which we call froggit. I can't call that's, frozen yogurt anything else. There's a thing there called froggit. You'd actually buy it. Is it? It's called Froget. I've seen Froyo, which I don't like. You can get Froget. It's a it's a brand. Good. Yeah, it's awesome. It should be. I just love how he wants to keep that going. He's like, that's bad. I'm like, I want to go now. Can I go? <laughs> that's, that's great. Anyway, so Homer comes home and the grand entrance knocks Millhouse out when he walks in. Yeah, playing <laughs> pin the tail on the donkey and just boom. Oh, I've got to love Millhouse. He gets knocked out. Uh, Bart's very happy with the doll. Little grandpa, that doll is evil, I tells you. Evil. <laughs> You've said that about every present. I just want attention. I just want attention. I thought that was a great way to like set up the scene, yes. but then take the wind out of it Perfect. instantly. It yep, was yep. so well done. Because that's exactly what would happen in real life. If your grandpa was saying something was evil, <laughs> no one's going to think, oh dear, they're just going to fuck you on, grandpa. Um, potassium benzoate, by the way, inhi- bad. inhibits the growth <laughs> of mold, yeast, and some bacteria. Works best in low pH products below 4.5, where it exists as benzoic acid. Is that bad? I don't know. I feel like mold is shit that you don't want in your frozen yogurt. So surely it's good. <laughs> Homer's then watching TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, he finds out that Springfield's air is only dangerous to the children and the elderly. He's very yes. excited about this. I love that. That was so funny. Yeah. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> Krusty Doll then comes to life. And I thought it was, they did a really good job here of not just the doll coming to life, but he's like, I'm Krusty the Clown and I don't like you. <laughs> I'm Krusty the Clown, and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Didn't even pull the string that time. I said I'm going to kill you. You, Homer Simpson. Oh, yeah? With what? Ah! <laughs> Obviously, this is where Homer starts freaking out. As you said before, it's funny how the family can't actually see it, though, because mm. the doll won't let everyone... It's not Toy Story, but yeah. actually no human see it. See, the obvious thing here is that you have the doll go after Bart. The fact that it goes after Homer is, true, yeah. is perfect storytelling in that Homer's the one that brings it into the house. Therefore, he brings it upon himself and no one else actually knows. Like I like to think that in between the scenes, Bart's just playing with Krusty and Krusty's sort of pulling a woody from Toy Story and not moving. Yeah, and, well, you'd have to be, yeah. Mm. Uh, I say the pressure's finally gotten to Dad, but what pressure? <laughs> <laughs> then the Krusty dolls, obviously, they, the family leaves. The Krusty doll's coming to get Homer again. Um, oh, hey, I'm sorry. Before that, good good uh, visual gag about how Krusty asks him to pull the string so he I can keep talking. I was to get to that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's all right. I was going to say the family leaves, so he starts attacking him again, and then the cord runs out. Yeah. But yeah, that's really cool animation, though, isn't it? It's just yeah. funny that points to it. doesn't say anything, yeah. just points. And, and Homer pulls it. Homer does it. <laughs> oh, all right, then. It'd oh, be rude right. of me not to. Yeah, then it, then it fades to it. But then nothing happens after that. It's just cackling, laughing, and fade to black. There was mm. lots of fade to black in this one. Mm. Only through this segment, though. I don't know whether was there a reason. Like this was parodying. What was this parodying? Trilogy was trilogy well, terror it, stuff. It's not a direct parody of a movie. It's more like I said, taking a, a, yeah element from it. Yeah. Did those any of those films have the fade to black like that all the time? Don't know. Because The Simpsons very rarely uses it, and mm. they use it throughout because it cuts to him singing "My Baloney" in the bath. Well, the one thing about a fade to black is it's a really good way to be able to show a passage of time, and in a seven-minute bit. How else are you going to do that? But then, they don't do it in any other chairs of horror, is what I'm saying. Yeah, they only do it for this one particular segment. I guess plot plot wise, though, like not all the other ones actually kind of needed. A lot of the other Treehouse of Horror episodes feel like one scene flows straight yes. from another, whereas yeah, in this yeah, right. they're trying to imply that some time's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So it cuts to my baloney has a first name in the it's bath. Teacher, where my favorite part in the whole episode. I don't know why. <laughs> I just love the fact that he's singing in the bath because everyone loves I, singing in the bath. I just love the look on Patty and Selma's face as he runs by <laughs> nude. The eyes wide open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There goes the last lingering thread of my heterosexuality. Just the whole that whole bit. It's only like twenty seconds long, but the whole visual of Homer screaming, getting out of the bath nude and running yep. to the towel, trying it's to co- trying to with cover decency himself. to cover himself, yeah. <laughs> trying to cover himself, bare ass out for the world. Oh god, it's funny. Oh, it's just yeah, that was my favorite part in the whole segment. Just great. And then it cuts to uh, the crusty doll at Malibu Stacy's house, flirting with Malibu Stacy. It was a nice touch, wasn't it? It's just it's kind of sleazy, but but also in character for yeah, Krusty. It was perfect. It just it just fit, you know. And then Homer comes in, yanks him out of there, and throws him into a sack uh, full of his old dirty socks. Socks, and like, yes. Just knocks him out instantly. Yeah. Well, like, at first you think this is gonna foil me? Oh, actually, I'm kind of dizzy. <laughs> and then, boom, out, gone. And why does he throw him in the in the bag? To, oh, to, uh, to Get rid of him, take yep. him to the bottomless. So into the bag, into a suitcase, suitcase full of chains, and then rocks up at a bottomless pit, uh, very conveniently located in Springfield. Um, now, this is going to be another one of my trivia questions. I forgot to write it in. What no. was the other guy throwing down? Uh, well, so this is one of the. Um, if if don't anything, Google this. If anything could prove that comedy in threes is the best way for things to work, <laughs> like so, Homer goes up, tosses it in there, um, tosses Krusty down the hole, then we get. Uh, like the a, a Godfather figure going, uh, Arrivederci Vito, and throws a dead body down there, and then we just get random character with a box full of who knows what Dando. <laughs> I was a fool to think anyone would want these uh, oh, naked photos sorry. of Whoopi Goldberg. Thank you very much. Tosses it into the hole. Hole throws it back. <laughs> now, I was so ask you funny. That. Was it the hole? Th- I didn't know whether it was a hole throwing it back or it was meant to be Krusty Doll getting out of the bag and he throws it back out. No, I pres- it's the hole. Like okay. even a bottomless the- pit is like no. <laughs> I, 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 that was one thing that's always confused me is that the okay. Krusty Doll is at the hole. Yeah, that makes it even funnier. Because <laughs> Krusty Doll technically isn't in there, isn't he? He's managed well because he's trapped. He's trapped under the under the car. Oh, Kate so Fear he's style. gotten out. Okay. Yeah. I, I always I was always wondering how did he get out of the hole back and yeah. to get to the car. Okay, yeah. so he's meant well, to get out a, of the it's bag. A, it's a plot hole, but it happens off scene, obviously. <laughs> Alrighty, and then, so so we come so Homer drives home. Bit of a Cape Fear reference, yeah. There is, yeah, with him strapped to underneath the car. Yeah. Then uh, that's when he launches his big attack in front of the family. Guess who, fat boy? Yeah. <laughs> March, the dolls attacking me, and the total's been laughing at me. <laughs> How great is that? <laughs> Ooh, dog water. <laughs> that's the least of his worries right now. Yeah. <laughs> The dogs, the dogs trying to kill me. The toasters be laughing at me. <laughs> I wish there was a lot a scene that they've cut out of the toaster actually laughing. It was funny because you've never seen it. No, it's funny because he's never seen it. That everyone <laughs> thinks he's crazy because of this thing, and then the, he it's finally proven that he's real. And like Homer's not crazy, but then he throws in another crazy line. Toasters be laughing at me. <laughs> so Marge calls the hotline, and we get there. Everybody loves a clown, so why don't you? Mm-hmm. Fade again, comes back, the work comes in, and pretty much it's just the switch. Just need to flip yep. it from good to evil. Here's trouble. Someone put him in, uh, someone set it to evil. You have a pretty good impersonation then. Thank you. Uh, then he switches it it's, back. He appears that often. Yeah, so he switches it back to good. Now, Krusty Doll just becomes a loyal servant, basically. Of yeah, well, yeah. once he's in good, then he does whatever you want. Uh, here you go, buddy. Did you walk the dog? Yeah, he buried me a couple of times. Yeah, dogs like to bury old junk. Yeah, you stupid idiot. Goes home to Stacy, accidentally knocks the head off, fixes it back up. Yep. Nice, funny way to end the scene. This is part of where Krusty's mouth animation was way off. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I'll have to check it out next time I watch it. But yeah, ah, Clam of That Pity, always going to be one of my favourite Trails of Horrors. Yep. I think it's just, it was the first one that was memorable, in my opinion. Mm. You know, when you're looking back, 
I didn't realize this was so early. I this could have been from like season six and it still fit in. This yep. is really really well written. So, cut to commercial, come back, and Homer's telling a story very very poorly, <laughs> getting everything wrong. Gets the golfing and bowling confused. Yeah, hit him in the head with a golf club. So he liked going golfing. You said he liked going bowling. Grandpa then interrupts. Uh, I've coughed up stuff more scary than that. And then he tells the story. And it was a nice touch to have Grandpa tell this story because it's black and white and it's yeah. old-fashioned. Uh, but I love it as well. Like He tells the story. story that he admits straight up is from a movie. Is it like, ripped off of the movie? You, you've had an interesting life. No, but I've seen plenty of movies. Yeah. So it cuts to King Homer. I'll let you discuss this one. Well, we get one of the greatest uh, Waylon Smithers lines of all time. Iconic, in the opening. Very iconic. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So we get Marge coming down to the docks uh, answering a personal ad. Now, did you spot any of the other personal ads? I was about to ask you the same question. The, the top was Pina Colada's caught in... Yeah, if you like Pina Coladas, um, getting caught in the rights me an escape. And then I couldn't, they didn't show the full sentence at the bottom one, but it was nah. like single white female wanted to help me escape from the jaws of something. Yeah. I was really annoyed. I could not figure <laughs> out what that was. Yeah. If there any of the listeners out there know what it was, mailbagerforfingerdiscount.com.au. So basically, mm. she's answering the ad for the single white female and... And Burns um, sort of like, well, it would make a good change from the usual... Kind of riff raff, the yeah. riff raff, and then you get into yar, ar, yar, ar. What do you think, Smithers? What do you think, Smithers? I think women and semen don't mix. We knew what you think. Now, was that meant to be an indication that Burns yes. knows he's gay? Well, no, well, because this is out of canon, he can say whatever he wants. Yeah, that was more an indication that everyone in the world needs to know. Now knows, yeah. and it's just you know, it's going to be like a recurring. We've, thing. we've been making this in joke for a while, and we're. Calling it out for what it is. Was this is this the first openly gay comment from Smithers? Not, not openly gay, but is this the oh. first the first real gay? Because he, he did it earlier on, but it was sort of no. hinted. Is this the one where you just like that? The feelings hit. more than mutual, sir. All those sorts of like. There's ah, been a, yeah, there's right. been a lot. Yeah, you're true. Yeah, this is the true. filthiest one. Yeah, <laughs> that is very filthy. And as a kid, show over your head. You wouldn't get that. No. When you're maybe ten or twelve, you might start understanding it. But when you're a kid, you wouldn't even get that at all. No, definitely not. Uh, so they hire Marge. And Lenny and Carl and the other... Is, who's the other guy? Isn't there... There's a third guy that works at the power uh, plant, isn't there? Or, he had the same voice as Arnie Pie in the Sky. Yeah. Kind of had the same um, look as Arnie. But there's a guy that they work with. He's got sort of the hair that's yeah. down. He's got the glasses. I don't, I know, you mean, of, don't know what his name is. Yeah, I can't think of his name. But everyone knows. one. Everyone knows. So Lenny and Carl and him, they're talking about going to Ape Island. Hey, I heard we're going to Ape Island. Yeah, to capture a giant ape. I wish we were going to Candy Apple Island. Candy Apple Island? What do they got there? Apes, but they're not so big. Burns had explains to Otto who Homer is, just and in mm. doing so, telling the viewer at home. Do you know when I first watched this, I wouldn't have seen King Kong. So yeah, I wouldn't I'm have when I was younger. Yeah. yeah. And then Marsh says, "Am I coming? Of course, we wouldn't go without the baits, the bathing, bait, bathing beauty, Be- bathing beauty." I love that he's proud. Of yes, himself. I covered that well. Covered that one well. <laughs> <laughs> he does a really good job of it. Burns and Smithers and Marge then watching from the bushes. Yeah, <laughs> he's trying to remain inconspicuous. See your hair. <laughs> <laughs> Try to see your hair. We will sacrifice the blue-haired woman. What do they say? Uh, we would never sacrifice the blue-haired woman. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Ah! Yeah. And then I love it after she gets taken away, Burns goes, yes. he's very satisfied with yeah. himself that he got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> Cuts to Marge, tied up. It's a big screen. Great acting from Julie. Homer's then randomly fighting a dinosaur. I think King Kong fights a dinosaur. King Kong fights yeah. a T-Rex, yeah. yep. He's the gong, so he gets distracted and the dinosaur yep. bites him. Yep. It's a nice touch to have him say doe. Yeah. Yep. And so loud that you can hear it yep. all around the island. So then he comes to get Marge. Now, this was a line here that I don't remember as a kid. I don't know whether maybe we got cut out on TV for time restrictions. I'm not sure, but I've never, ever seen the line. This is a golden opportunity. If we get him alive, we can put him on Broadway. Dead, we'll sell monkey stew to the army. 
Look, I don't remember, but I don't remember it not being there either. Well, there's no reason for it not for it to be cut out. It's not mm. rude or anything. Maybe it's just was an insignificant line that you never noticed before. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. Sometimes that happens. Never really picked up on it. But Homer's actually had the complete opposite. Or I suppose they prefer him to be attracted to Marge, wouldn't they? Rather than have to sacrifice her. Yeah. Because now he's got a reason to want to want to come with Marge. Yeah. So why did they have to even attack him in the, end, in the first place? Well, he's still a giant ape that you've got to try and get <laughs> on the boat. <laughs> Couldn't I just put Marge in the boat and you'd follow? Yeah, but... What if he goes on a rampage when he gets there? That is true. That is true. You need to knock him out. Uh, what, what, what do they have to aim for? What does Burns tell him to aim for? Um, the groin and the belly. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so as not to kill him. Uh, but then he grabs Lenny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, quit eating me. Poor Lenny. Yeah. Gets shot by Carl. Always. No, shot Carl. <laughs> and then he just gets eaten anyway. Uh. I, I liked before that, by the way, the visual of Homer just playing with Marge's hair like she was a bobblehead or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where he just kind of flicks it and it knocks her head back and forth. And then she shows a bit of affection back to him. She like giggles. Yeah. You know? Then Burns, they've got the gas bomb gag, where he tries to mm. throw the gas bomb, goes nowhere. Tiniest little thing, yeah. <laughs> I was strolling through the gas one day. It reminds me of, obviously it hasn't happened yet, but I think it's Burns' air when he's doing the um the rugby, he's running up and he gets yep. tired and kicks him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, so great. Then we get the, um the while that's happening, he's dancing, we get the really, oh actually, he throws the bomb, the bomb goes off. Smithers throws the bomb? Yeah, Smithers, yep. no, well, no, oh, no, you're no, talking yeah. about the Burns one. Okay. Yeah, so Smithers, uh, Burns throws the bomb, and obviously, he's going to be fucked from it. Mm. Then it has a really weird cutaway to Homer with a big smile on his face. And then it cuts back to Burns dancing, singing what you were oh, just singing. I didn't even notice that. It's a really weird. Like, it's sort of looking up at Homer's face, but his mouth's getting open and wider. Like, he's really happy and excited. I'm not sure whether they're trying to say that he's going to come eat Burns. I'm not too sure. But then mm. anyway, Smithers throws the bomb and gasses Homer and they catch him. And then Mr. Burns says, nice work, Smithers. When we get home, I'm giving you a raise. And then Kong <laughs> eats him. I forgot that as well. Yeah, I'd I forgotten about that. Yeah, it was, and Burns it me off just guard. Burns complete lack of oh well, bur- entirely indifference. It's just well, I've saved some money. Yeah, <laughs> completely caught me off guard because I didn't remember it. But then it cuts to Homer on Broadway, and he's just clearly not happy at all. He's not enjoying it. Just ex- getting exploited. Homer, uh, Marge notices this. Ladies and gentlemen, in his native land, he was a king, but he comes before you in chains for your own amusement. It is, like, they perfectly recaptured that scene of that thing of, like, how... If that was reality, how would you not notice the ape getting a little bit annoyed at all of the bulbs and the noise yeah. and the sound and the chains and the holy shit that thing's, like, four stories tall? Maybe we should just calm him down a little bit. Does that give happen him, in the original Give King him Kong? a banana, yeah. Yeah, so I've only seen Peter Jackson's version of it and I can't really remember it how it happens ends. in that as well. Yeah. Peter Jackson's King Kong ends exactly the same way as the original King Kong with... um. You know, King Kong dies, yeah. uh, and Jack Black uh, gives it the. It was Beauty that killed. It wasn't the planes. It was Beauty that killed the beast. Which, when I first watched that, I hadn't never seen the original King Kong, and I was so shitty. I was like, "That's the most fucking stupid, over the top, melodramatic, corny line of all time." And then I saw the ending of the original and realized it was the exact same line so from you, the original. So I was like, it. "Ah, okay, they were tipping the hat to the '30s. I was wrong to be angry." <laughs> I didn't really enjoy that movie. I just no. remember like, this is like, yeah. Anyway. Peter Jackson just can't make a film that goes for 90 minutes. Yeah, you're true. It's not since The Frighteners. Like, I'd just like him to just get in and out and, and stop keeping me in the cinema for three and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we said, they're getting back. Homer's getting angry. Barney's line here is hilarious. And it's just funny in the sense that they've brought this giant ape that you never see anywhere. Yeah. But he's I more interested. one! But he's more interested. No, he's more interested in the... Look at the size of that platform. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't even give a fuck Sorry. about the monkey. Yeah. Uh, is that sort of like a, a line and exploitation in the sense that they've put this animal through so much trauma and the crowd's actually more 
entertained by the fact there's a giant platform on stage. Well, it's not the whole crowd. It's just him. It, yeah, I know. I, th- I thought it was just really funny because you expect him to say monkey mm. when he says platform. Well, it is also a bit of fun though in that where, like if, the, if it was reality, that would be impressive. Like where would you get a <laughs> stage that size? <laughs> that is true. Uh, so the flashes from I, the news reporter setup. Okay. So I was going to say, I thought Barney looked really sophisticated in that hat. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Barney um, was a real dapper man in the yeah. 20s. The flashes start upsetting King Homer. I'm glad the news reporter got what was coming to him because mm. he's a smart ass to march. Yep. It's just like, what, I don't know exactly what he says. Like, ah, oh, what's he going to do? Go on a rampage yeah. in downtown Springfield? And then Homer breaks free and kills him, just mm. squashes him. Good. Barney's line here, the one you were saying about the peanut, yep. so great. Yep. And I love the fact that Homer didn't kill him. Yeah. Just keeps kicking his feet and Homer's like, just walks off. Yeah. I said one. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Homer then comes and eats, I'm assuming it's a Shirley, Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple? Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought as well. He's just rolling through the theatre district, obviously. Yep, yep. Takes Marge out of the hotel room. Mm. And uh, that that shot is almost identical to um, the original King Kong shot oh, of him really? grabbing Anne and taking her out the window. Okay. You can find that on YouTube, but it's, it's like a, the exact same really clearly animatronic hand coming in and this kind of like jerky sideways. Um, it's almost like a side-scrolling game. Like it, it all happens in a 2D environment. Yeah. yeah. But I love Burns' line. Like, down, everything's about to fall to pieces. And his line of, oh, I'm dreading the reviews. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so good, isn't it? <laughs> That's his biggest concern. Oh, yeah, that is hilarious. Uh, and then Homer's very slow to climb the Empire State Building. So, the, yep. the plans have to go regas. Yeah. This was a really great reveal gag, wasn't it? It was. So, Marge suggested that pull back and reveal. Do, should do some healthy living. Like yeah. Living healthy, eating healthier food, whatnot. Falls backwards, one floor up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Burns says, well, his career is over, but Marge vows to take care of him and mm-hmm. they eventually get married. And now- I love the headlines here as well. So it was like, man, a woman weds giant ape. And then another one was Dick Cavett born. Yeah. So like, it's just hilarious. To t- I don't know much about who Dick Cavett is, but the, you know, the idea that on the day that he's born, they knew <laughs> he's going to become Dick Cavett. But then it obviously cuts to their wedding and the monkey comes in. Are you with the bride or the groom? <laughs> right this way. Just hilarious. People, will you please stop fleeing each other for just a few moments? <laughs> and then Marge's mother is looking for Marge's dad. Can't find him. Homer's eating him. Yeah. Oh, Homer. Do you notice they used the same music at the end of each segment? With the heart, with the love heart. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's nice. Yeah, because Krusty in the Malibu Stacey. Yeah, but I don't think they did with Dolls for Zombies because that ends with them watching the TV, so it doesn't. So, cut to commercial and we come back. Now Marge has decided it's time to serve some fruit because fruit is nature's candy. Nature's candy. Someone throws a plate at her, hit the yeah. ball. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> then Flanders enters with a kick-ass costume, by the way. Yeah, that's that of was anybody. great. Yep, yep. And then, <laughs> I've got a story so scary, you'll wet your pants. Too late. Yeah. Great visual. Everyone moves Grandpa's away. nearly had a heart attack yeah. from... <laughs> I do, uh, that's a nice reveal as well. Like, the fact that it's Flanders, goody church boy, yeah. that comes in with the scariest thing. Gets into the, yeah. the vibe of Halloween, yeah. But then, great visual, everyone moving away from Grandpa. Yeah. It's also a good continuation of Flanders always having the best of everything. Yeah, that the is best true. RV, the best house. He's got a bar. He's they got all that, that sort of stuff. A while, they? But, and here he's gone out and probably spent three thousand dollars on a fucking zombie costume. Yeah, but see here now, at least these days in the show, he's not rubbing it in your face. Mm. He's just got it. Mm. So it's like yeah, they're going to be jealous of it. You're going to like it. But yeah, so it's Dial Z for Zombies, my favorite segment of the episode. Bart's doing a book report on Baby's first pop-up book. <laughs> it's like 26 pages of fun or whatever he says. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. K says, you must do another book. You yeah. must do another review. And you get the dun-dun-dun. Yeah. <laughs> like they set set that up as if that's going to be the horrifying tale. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, he goes to the library. Mm-hmm. He finds the Waldo book. He's just not trying anymore. <laughs> and then he discovers the occult section. Mm. And he finds the book of magic spells. Well, it doesn't. It finds him. It yeah. flies off the shelf. Flies off the shelf and hits him in the head. Now, this is a little bit of a call to Evil Dead. Um, yeah. And not only Evil Dead, but Evil. the idea of the idea of finding, you know, an ancient tome or book of something. Generally, it's in Latin, and you read it out loud, and, and then, then you raise the dead. Shit. Yeah. yeah. So the book has ghosts inside. It was a really nice touch to have them cry out when he slams it shut. Mm. The ow, ow. Yeah. Uh, then Lisa's upset. Cuts back home, and Bart's got the book, and he's just skimming through it. And Lisa's upset over the anniversary of Snowball's death. From, yes. From last year. Was it two years ago? Or, no, four years. Was it four years? It was the anniversary. Yeah, yeah, the anniversary anyway, of her dying. Bart suggests, you know, why don't we try a raise the dead spell? And so they think it's a good idea. So they mm. go to the pet cemetery. Bart Thinking wearing, that they're only going to raise dead pets. Dead pets, yes. Bart wearing the thriller. Yeah. Which was a nice touch because, do you know why they did that? No. Because he dances with zombies in the thriller film clip. Ah, yeah, clever. So that was a little tie-in. That's, That's cool. why they picked it. Um <laughs> just, the, screen. the fact that he's wearing it is just hilarious. This looks, looks great. Oh, you know what I've never tried to do? That voice that I've always loved in Thriller. I like any song where it breaks down and has like a little bit of spoken word in the middle. Like I love Rush, Big Audio Dynamics. Like, ah, yes, delightful, delightful. You know, <laughs> not everything's rhythm. <laughs> like not everything is something like, all you need these days is rhythm and melody. Um, but I love... What the about th- Paradise by the Dashboard Light? Uh, I think he's going to make it. The baseball call. We got a real pressure cooker going on. <laughs> two, two down, but uh, no else but up in the night. I love the Guns N' Roses song Coma. There's a bit of talking in that. Ooh, I don't know just, that one. It's just it's like an eight minute song from like Use Your Illusion one, I think. Mm. But uh, it was that were all eight minute songs. Yeah. No, it's great. It's one of my favorites. But there's a bit in the middle where it's just like a chick yelling at Axl Rose, and I just remember the one part. She's like, "Oh, you want is sex, sex, sex." I just remember that part. All yeah. when I was a kid, I was like, he, "She said sex." <laughs> <laughs> but, well, anyway, the point that I brought up was uh, Thriller. I, 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 I the uh, darkness falls across the land. It's like a Vincent Price. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. Like I, I like it more than the song almost. Like that's the bit that I look forward to <laughs> I just the like most. Yeah, it reminds me. The start reminds me of the Thriller Cat from YouTube. Oh yeah. Have yeah. you seen it? Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Alrighty, so it's at least upset. They go to the cemetery now. There was besides the tombstones of the TV shows that The Simpsons mm-hmm. killed. There was another one that said "Eaten by Mistake." That's oh, really? Funny. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Uh, but and Lisa then accidentally raised zombies. Mm-hmm. Bart, cast the wrong spell! Zombies! Please, Lise. They prefer to be called the living impaired. Then we cut to sort of like a montage of all oh, the different... I love Springfield. Groundskeeper Willie. Ever the groundskeeper. Pretty ah, as a picture. Pretty as a picture. Ah! Zombies! Just pats it back over again once they walk away. Pretty as a picture. Like, that's it. that's all he's got to that's worry about in life. Yeah, doesn't matter about zombies. My garden bed is fine. Is the implication that he was burying people? No, he was... No. What What were oh, two bodies that, doing there? Yeah, that is true. Did Groundskeeper Willie kill someone? They wouldn't be... This has never been investigated. But they wouldn't look like that straight away. Well, zombies can turn pretty quick, can't they? Yeah, pretty small hole for big fucking zombies. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe he killed them a while ago. He'd been leaving them at home. Someone was coming around to investigate, so we had to take them to the school. Maybe, maybe they didn't tell Principal Skinner when the school went there. That it was be- built on an Indian <laughs> burial ground. No, you <laughs> didn't. <laughs> yeah, well. All yeah. right, goodbye. You told me five or six times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're lost. Okay, so Willie, the Willie part, then they attack Flanders. He sees one of his old family members, I think. What are you doing here? Then? Sue Dokes. It's not a family member. Sue Dokes, you old uh, rascal. Yeah. I thought you were dead. Ah! You hear him get attacked. The kids go to see Homer. Dad, we did something very bad. Did you wreck the car? No. 
Did you raise the dead? Yes. But the car's okay. Uh-huh. All right, then. Now, I didn't quite... I, I know it's funny, the next part, but it just doesn't make sense. The fact that Skinner's a zombie but can still talk? Yeah, he can still talk. He's not one of the other brains. And mm. the fact that he's able to be in, still in charge of the school. I just didn't... I get what they're going for here, but it just seemed like a continuity issue, in my opinion. Mm. What do you think? And the fact that Martin knew it was going, that he was a zombie... Because Martin's like, concerned that he yeah, has to go... Yeah, that's true. Concerned that he has to go up there. Yeah. Well, I guess he's still an authority figure. Martin loves you don't You don't lose your job. No, no, but I mean, like, just because you're a zombie, Dando, in, in today's forward-thinking, politically correct world, <laughs> you can't suddenly... You've got to prove that you can't do that job. Or someone has to prove that you can't do the job. Yeah. Well, you can talk, true. clearly. He's much smarter. Explain Krusty. The then. principal job was his to lose. <laughs> well, the, the gag with Krusty as well is funny, but it doesn't make sense. But every other zombie is just like brains; they can't talk. Mm. And then Krusty, Krusty's gag of "Send your parents' brains to yeah. me." It was just funny because Sideshow Mel's obviously holding, hiding in the uh, the big present that he's got there. Mm. We get one of the classic technical difficulty signs as well. well. What one was this? I think it was the the guy with the camera this time. Okay, because the drunk guy. Because the Sideshow, yeah, because Sideshow Mel comes out. Technical difficulties comes back. Krusty's a zombie. Then we get the Simpson family barricading their windows. They ask Homer about the door. Why? <laughs> oh, the zombies. No. <laughs> it's just, the fact that he says no as well is just, yeah. I loved it. So they burst through. I thought it was a nice moment here from Homer, willing to sacrifice himself, but then there's no brains in his head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which was one of those moments where, as a kid, I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Not so funny now, but I thought as a kid, that's just great. Like, yeah. that, that was like the pinnacle of the Simpsons. Yeah. You know? Bart's line here. I thought dabbling in the black arts would be good for a chuckle. How wrong I was. Lisa then suggests that maybe there's a spell uh, to reverse what they've done. Mm-hmm. To the book depository. Yeah. <laughs> this is at the point here where I wrote, Dial C for Zombies is by far my favourite. I just thought everyone was just written beautifully. Besides the Skinner continuity issue that I didn't quite like, everything else was just, The Simpsons Family was written great. I love that your biggest issue in it is that you didn't feel that the zombies were realistic. But well, if you know, that, that zombie can talk. That would not happen. But those <laughs> zombies can't talk. Why can this one? Hey, some people can't read, but I can. <laughs> <laughs> All zombie radio, which I thought was a bit odd. And the Kang and Kodos moment was a bit pointless. Didn't go anywhere. Yeah, that's just like their little thing of trying to cram Kang and Kodos yeah, into they didn't, the Halloween they didn't episodes. Serve any purpose, though. Like, any. Like, you know, normally they do it and then they'll look outside and there'll be a gremlin wrecking their ship. And like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, this time it was just like. They're uh, just there watching. Yeah, mm. but maybe they did play a part later on, but they cut it out because there was 100 line changes. Maybe, maybe. they cut out. Who knows? So then it cuts to the zombies kicking Skinner's head around. The zombie yeah. bullies. <laughs> Barney then eating humans. <laughs> Barney, not you too. I'm not a zombie, but hey, one in Rome. Homer then kills famous zombies. So he kills off... Uh, Einstein, Washington, and Shakespeare. Washington was the other what one. What are yeah. they all doing in Springfield? Continuity issue, Mitchell. Continuity Bart, issue. Farts managed to raise the dead all around the world and they caught a flight over or Shakespeare was somehow buried in Springfield. Why wouldn't he be? Well, he very well could be. <laughs> Just thought it was interesting. It is very interesting. Bart and Lisa then read the book. I like the, the way Shakespeare goes out so uh, flamboyantly. Is this the end for of, Will, of zombie Shakespeare? Shakespeare. Uh, Bart and Lisa then read the book. He accidentally turns her into a snail, but she has no idea. Yeah. Gives her sort of like praise. Oh, how beautiful you look. A little bit of charm. 
then reads the correct one. She turns back. All the zombies then return to their graves. Mm. So politely. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, the spell's been read. Besides the John Smith gag, did you did you hear the other one that says, see you in hell, still pushing that boulder? Yeah. Yep. I thought it was really cool. But the John Smith, that's something you really like. It's my favourite. I'm John Smith. John Smith, 1882. My mistake. That was going to be one of my trivias, and I thought, it's no point. He, kn- he, knows, <laughs> he knows that line inside out. Then the town is celebrating that the zombie curse is over, that it's uh, bodies rotting in their streets or whatever. Mm. Cut to the ironic finish of the family, happy that the zombie invasion's over, like, watching TV like zombies. Shh! TV! Man, fall down. Funny. <laughs> What's your favourite zombie film? Zombie film. I liked mm. uh, World War Z. Okay, yep. Um, I liked Dawn of the Dead, but I liked the remake. Yeah, I really dug the remake of Dawn of the Dead. I just thought um, it was really I mean, funny. I haven't watched it in years, but I thought it was really good. I, I, I like. I understand it's probably corny and stupid, but I just thought it was a really well done remake. Yeah, the sped up zombies was cool. Like, yeah. You didn't really see that very it's often. It's scarier. Like in World War Z, where they, mm. they run. You're like, that's fucking, that's scary. Yeah. Well, man. for that same reason, 28 Days Later for me. I, I've never seen it. And I've oh, okay. I've want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Is um, there a sequel to it? 28 Weeks Later, 28 yeah. Weeks later. yeah. Which is good, but not as good. It wasn't directed by... Oh, was it? I don't think it was directed by Danny Boyle, the sequel. Okay. I always remember getting... I think he produced. I don't think he directed. Well, you looked that up, but I always remember... uh, I think it was like the first 10 minutes of the movie or something came as a bonus DVD along with the Empire magazine 10 years ago. And it's Killian Murphy walking through the streets of London completely empty. Empty, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he wakes up Mm. and then he walks through the streets. It's very similar to how The Walking Dead starts off. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. But it's such a great way to do it. I love that idea of someone that's like, What's happened? No idea it's happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're looking up Boyle, yeah? Uh, yes, I'm looking up to see who directed that film. But yeah, what's your favourite zombie movie? Uh, 28 Days Later is up there. That, yeah, um, yeah. But Shaun of the Dead, I find it really hard to yeah, go past. It's, it's a great mix of comedy and horror. Like, it's still, it still is a very good zombie movie while also being hilarious from start to finish. I always remember in Dawn of the Dead, there's a really, like... <laughs> crude sex scene in it that just sort of gets you out of nowhere yeah where the chick's getting banned you're like okay where'd that come from did not expect that it's it's there and it's gone you're like well I'm sitting next to my mum but what are you going to do about it (laughs) so have you found what you were looking for oh shit Idris Elba's in 28 weeks later really yeah what do you know I love Idris Elba Uh, yeah no it wasn't wasn't directed by um, Boyle Anyway, so that is the answer to that question. So, all in all, Trios of Horror 3, the best Trios of Horror so far. Not my favourite of all time, but it does have a lot of memorable moments. Mm, does, you... We just forgot something. We forgot the most iconic line in the whole episode. Well, we'd already mentioned it early. That might have been why we glossed over it. <laughs> Do you want to tell this is what it was? Uh, why don't we just play it again and again and again? Play it three times? Yes. Dad, you killed the zombie Flanders. You was a zombie? Dad, you killed the zombie Flanders. You was a zombie? Dad, you killed the zombie Flanders. You was a zombie? So there you have it, folks. The greatest line in the whole episode. Greatest line of all time. <laughs> Which was written, apparently, by Mike Reese. So, as I said, go out and check out Chairs of Horror 3. It's the, the second Chairs of Horror and the first ones, they're fine. They're there. They set up the, they set up the precedent of what's going to come, but, you know, they're not quite as good as this one. This one is great. Clamor That Pity and Dial Z for Zombies, in particular, are two ones that you should check out. I just thought, actually, of my favourite... This is for, this is for something else. Um, but uh, my favorite home line of all time. I think I just I think it just hit me as to what it was. Okay, and it's nothing well, to do with. Well, this you've episode. already told the listeners last yeah. week what we're doing. 
Yeah, well, that's true. So we're going to be a guest on uh, on. Forget the name of the show, but we're going to be a guest on it next Monday. Um, I know, I know where I have to go and what Your time I have to be like, there. Uh oh, <laughs> do research. I wasn't planning on talking about it, but um, favorite the Yellow Family, favorite the Yellow Family. Thank you so much. My favorite ever time. Um, Home Alone. See you in Hell, Candy Boys. Yeah, it's your favorite. Popped in there because I thought for some reason in my head I just imagined Homer saying "See you in Hell, Zombie Boys." Yeah. Well then. People don't have to listen now. Because basically, they've asked us to go through our favourite Simpsons quotes of all time. Well, that's only, yeah, but that's only one of them. Ah, oh, you have to hear what the other going to be are. a lot more. I Plus liked, my natural hilarious... I loved when you wrote the zombie Chairs of Horror and you had, Hi, every zombie. <laughs> which, that was great. I, I reread that the other day. God, yeah. I wish I worked in that room. <laughs> that spider pick one's good too, Jurassic Park. They're all... I, I gave you the name and you just went with it. Yeah. <laughs> what did we learn, Palmer? What did you learn for this episode, Mitch? We already covered it, but that uh, fruit is nature's candy. Oh, fuck you! I, it's like right. the only fact that stands else. out. Uh, zombies prefer to be called the living impaired. There okay, that's my. That's what I learned yeah, from this good. week. Don't screw that up if you ever meet one, guys. No, just run. It'll be hell to pay. <laughs> Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh! Now, Mitch, what are the questions for this week? Uh, Matt from England is writing in and England. would like to know... You were so impressed. Like, yes. England! Yes. Like, it was the first time it's ever happened. I'm Going this I year. do have a first, actually. I've got someone with a, uh, a, a a brand new country that we've broken new ground in. Oh, is this Sri Lanka? Yeah. Awesome. How yeah. cool is yeah, that? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I also love that the guy that wrote in sounds like every Sri Lankan cricketer that, it, that has ever played against <laughs> Australia. But, um, what is our... F- Matt from England, he wants to know, what is our favourite short form episode? So, short segment from A Treehouse of Horror, one of the spin-offs, something along those lines. Treehouse of Horror, my favourites. I've always liked Nightmare Cafeteria. Okay, yeah, I've that is a, a pretty great one. one. Yeah, um, it's because I always got a soft spot with me. Attack of the Fifty Foot Eyesores, purely because it was the first oh, episode I, I ever watched. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, that was one of the first ones that really. Imp- it's one of the first ones I remember really being excited about because of the marketing. And you know why? Was discussed, we've discussed this many times. It's because it was marketed as the first three D Simpsons episode. Because all they did yeah. was they didn't actually promote Fifty Foot Eyesores; they only promoted the three D segment. Mm. And I just remember it was the first one I was ever allowed to watch. I was going to record it and it wasn't in 3D. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but yeah, it's a great episode. Yeah, that's up great there for me. Great. And I'm a big fan of uh, Wiggum, uh, the Big Daddy spinoff. Yeah, P.I. Yeah. Wiggum P.I. Yeah. With Skinner as his sidekick. Yeah. Yeah, it's God, really that's good. great. Yeah. I never liked the... The uh, boy is fine. I taught him to play the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I never liked the, the final one in the spinoff. Where the, it's just the family singing songs like I Want Candy and everything. Oh, uh, yeah. With, uh, um, with, the chick with Tim Conway. That. And the chick replacing Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't do it for me. Anyway. So, what's the next question? Thanks, Matt from England. Yeah, thank you very much for that. Uh, so, Dilith is the one writing in from Dilith. Sri Lanka. Dilith Nimalasari. Nimalas, Nimalasiri. Give it to the 12th man. You'll find something. Dilith Nimalasiri. Um, Let's stop making fun of his name. I'm not making name. fun of it. I'm, just, I'm trying to get it right. Nimala, Nimala. Continue. Nimalasiri. Dilith. D-Man writes in from Sri Lanka and he would like, uh, firstly, just saying the podcast is phenomenal. Thanks, uh, man. Much like AJ Styles. Yes. He said that you would understand. I do understand. I presume that's He's a wrestling thing. The phenomenal one. Okay. Yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense. Um, the phenomenal forearm is his finishing uh, as, as we've covered, all my wrestling knowledge ends with WWE. Sorry, WWF. Like, if, if it happened after... <laughs> if it happened... After 2002, done. If it happened after Attitude, I, I don't know about it. Um... 
uh, I uh, met AJ Styles. Interview. Really nice guy. God, how many times did you just say ah? In about four, like that was like four words in a row was the same thing. Anyway, his quick question: What object from the Simpsons universe would you like to own as a merchandise product? It could be anything: a bottle of Duff beer, one of Mr. Burns's hounds, or even a hot dog from the Quickie Mart. What's yours? Call, call me ambitious. I would love to have the Plow King's truck. I fucking knew you were going to say either the Mr. <laughs> Mr. Plow or the Plow King. I, I know why. I had Plow King in my head. I, yeah. like, I, I like the idea of me being as unmanly as possible, having like this big F500 fucking thing that takes up more space than my house <laughs> sitting in my what driveway. What about the solid gold house? Mm, it's a little too ostentatious for me. You and would I feel like be big... all over it. What about the rocket car? Uh, that that that'd probably push me beyond my dri- driving ability. You don't have the need for speed. Um, <laughs> only in planes. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for more like a collectible side of things. So I would like the box of Mr. Sparkle that they find in the tip. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, I just thought just sit on my shelf here. Yep. Fit you, in this room. You no, know, you know what'd be great is you buy the box of Mr. Sparkle, and then every time that you're out of detergent, you just buy whatever preen and then pour it into the Mr. Sparkle yeah, box. Yeah. Let's think of a couple other ones. For what, what can we take from the Simpsons universe? If it can be any like a living thing, apparently. Yeah, a, well, a a, absolutely anything. A, a hound. <laughs> um, <laughs> what about the sacks on the beach? I'd love to hear the whole record. The whole record of sacks on the beach would be pretty cool. The ultimate pog. <laughs> Steve Allen. <laughs> I'd love to have Steve Allen. I want collectibles. <laughs> you want actual shit. I want things. <laughs> I want people. I want... Um, the original recording of Baby on Board. Yeah, that'd be pretty great. I reckon that'd be worth quite a bit of money. <laughs> um, oh, I'm trying to think of something a little bit like what would just be the ultimate thing to have in your home. Flanders' RV. Well, that's another car. I've already got Mr. Plough. I can't have that. Um the giant donut. <laughs> so you can sit with a... Con- a lard boy. Lard boy in my yeah. backyard. Just a giant statue. Yeah. yeah. And he makes unlimited donuts? Yes. Perfect. Why not? <laughs> and... We're not greedy by any means. But, you know, <laughs> we're just taking what we can get. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Dredderick Tatum's shorts. I was going to say Moe's uh, the glove with the barbed wire. What's it called? Uh-huh. He's got a name for it. Can't remember. It's tip oh, of my tongue. I don't remember. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so... Thanks Maybe for the question. A kid, a kid Mo fighting poster. Yes, that'd be cool. Signed by Just Mo. Yes. <laughs> so thanks for writing in, Dillith. And and you know, again, Sri Lanka. I love that. Yeah. Like I love, I love when countries that I, I love when anyone listens to us. But we, you know, like you just think, you know, someone in Sri Lanka thinking, hey, these two, these two Aussie guys, they're all right. And big, you know why he found our show? Be thanks to uh, Jason Solomon over in America mm. does a wrestling podcast. Solomon signs off. So- sounds off. Sounds off. Yes, yeah, almost Damn a sounds it. off. <laughs> you nearly got it. It's almost a sounds off. Is a, It's funny too because that's a podcast I listen to each and every week. Yep. He runs through what's happening for the wrestling news and what the reviews the shows and whatnot. And he does a really, really good job of it. It's one of the most popular wrestling podcasts out there. And I'm just listening to it and it's like, and a shout out to our Dando who does Four Finger Discount at Simpsons podcast. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and, th- and then I, g- I looked at the um, our inboxes and one of our listeners actually paid for us to have an ad on his podcast. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. That is really great. And that guy's name is Mr. Steve Matthews. So big thumbs up to you, sir. Really do appreciate it. We should probably uh, pay to have more advertising on this guy's podcast because I've had several people write in saying, hey, I hadn't heard you guys until last week until I listened to the Solomon Monster <laughs> yeah, Show. Yeah, that's pretty I'm cool. Like, we should probably do that more often. We should get on some of the bigger podcasts. Um, I wonder what Mark Maron charges. Maybe, though, <laughs> we, should char- uh, like, we should run an ad for Steve. Yeah. Just as a guy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Just as a cool guy, Steve Matthews. If you want to be, if you want a, a cool, there friend, is a man, a certain man, yeah. <laughs> whose face is something gracing on across the land. You know his name, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, thanks, Steve Matthews, for doing that. Really do appreciate it. And check out, if you're a wrestling fan, check out Soul Sorry, Lost the Sound. Were you doing Shaft? Was that what that was? Yeah. Just, yeah. He's a complicated man. Yeah, no. <laughs> no one understands him but his woman. Steve Matthews. <laughs> All righty. What's the next two, my two cents story or something? Uh, we've got a real life story. A real life story. What's yeah. the name of the segment this week? Uh, it's called Grimy Stories. Grimy Stories. Okay. This is coming from Matt Groark, who's a teacher. Um, used to teach English in South Korea to elementary students. So, obviously, he's an English um, speaker had travelled over to South Korea to be able to teach them how to speak English. His students often had Simpsons pencil boxes and knew who the Simpsons were, but if he ever tried to discuss jokes from the Simpsons or specific episodes, he was always met with confused blank stares just because of the language barrier. Ah, okay. Um... He says, come to think of it, that's pretty much how all of my students looked at me all the time. <laughs> anyway, one day we're doing a lesson about musical instruments and we're listening to different instruments on the board. Sorry, listing dis- different instruments on the board. We had uh, several, but we were missing violin. So to give my students a hint, I started mimicking playing a violin while imitating the psycho shower scene music. I love that they don't know, like they, they're not necessarily going to pick up on a Simpsons reference, but you've come at them with psycho. Like, <laughs> how old are these kids? <laughs> How how big is Alfred Hitchcock in South Korea? What are the two sounds that are most recognisable just by making, like, the two scores? Well, well that and Jaws. Jaws, yeah. yeah. I was going to say Jaws. In the water, you just go, everyone's yep. out. Did you Fucking ever, out. Did you ever hear, sorry to sidetrack grimy stories for one second, did you ever hear the prank that Steven Spielberg played on Tom Cruise in the Alien movie? Um, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds, thank you very much. You have told... No, didn't you tell me once a story Tom Cruise rescued somebody once during War of the Worlds? No, that wasn't during War of the Worlds, but okay. he did rescue someone. Yeah. Um, he rescued like a whole yacht full of people. Yeah, yeah. And he then... And on another day, he rode with an, someone who'd been in a hit and run That's to the hospital yeah, and yeah. paid their hospital bill. Uh, during War of the Worlds, he did donate something like $25,000 to just one of those little cafe, like, jar, please raise money for this sick local girl. And they just wandered in and went, oh... Have lots of money. Yeah. Um, but no, in More of the Worlds, in the scene where they attack the bridge and everyone's underwater, so there's a couple underwater scenes, Steven Spielberg had rigged these massive speakers up so he could give directions underwater, played the Jaws theme. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I would that's shit great. myself. Yeah. Legitimately shit myself. <laughs> the thing is... I, I, would, I would be out. I would not be in that water at all. As is demonstrated, though, Tom Cruise is such a demonstrably nice person that Jaws would have come up to him and he would have started talking to him, found out what his anger issues were, and then <laughs> they would have become friends. <laughs> Get him on a Thetan meter. Um, so, real life. Anyway, yes, back to the story. So, uh, story. He, he mimicked playing the violin while imitating the psycho shower scene music. A boy in the back of the class raises his high land and it raises his hand. And instead Highlander. of. Highlander. I don't know where. There could only be one. I don't know how I said Highland. <laughs> raises his hand and instead of saying violin, he says, Then a bus comes with many people playing music and a woman gets off the bus in front of Homer and walk away. I stared at the boy with the same <laughs> dumbfounded expression that the students nearly gave me when it hits me. He's describing the scene from when Homer is running through the woods and before he sees alien uh, Mr. Burns from the Springfield files because they use psycho theme in that scene. They do, yeah. Yeah. Now, as a professional teacher, I don't show favoritism or have favourite students, but needless to say, that student instantly became an all-time favourite of mine. <laughs> After class, I gave him a handful of candy in the hallway for making my day. <laughs> A handful of candy. A handful of candy. <laughs> uh, what a simple time. Oh, that's great. Well done. Ju- uh, I was about to say Jub Jub. I don't know why. <laughs> Highlander. <laughs> Should we just wrap this up now? Uh, You're delirious. What's a good name for a South Korean boy? Puck. What? Well done, Puck. What? <laughs> then, he gives, Puck? then he gives P A K. Puck. 
<laughs> Lily gives him some mints and he runs off. Do you know, this is not I'm not being racist. I had twin mates, Asian mates in primary school mm. called Fuck and Fan. I'm not a, joking. That's legit. P-H-U-C-K and P-H-A-N. Oh, with K on the end as well. Yes. It was Fuck and Fan. And you. that was the only time when I was a kid I was allowed to say fuck when I was talking to him. Yeah. Or like if you were talking about something that you all really liked. Yeah. We're fucking fans. That's as lame as I'm ever going to get when discussing other races. Is that it for the Grimey story? That's it for Grimey stories for this week. Plenty of them come through this week, so keep sending them There's been heaps, yeah. Mailbag at fourfigurediscount.com.au To the point that that's almost all the mailbag is going to be for the next few weeks. Yeah, Yeah, we had some really good ones coming this afternoon. I was reading them at work since I've got nothing to do these days. Mm. But our mailbag at fourfigurediscount.com.au Also, if you have a My Two Cents story, we'll read them out occasionally as well once we get to them. Just so many emails, we will get around to them all eventually. Or we just want to tell us how great we are. You can just email us as well. Yeah, that that um that always just God gives you a lift. <laughs> you wake up in the morning, you read an email, and an old Dillith has written in from Sri Lanka saying yeah. that you're fantastic. Nah, we phenomenal. Do, we do appreciate all feedback. If you think we're doing something stupid or you don't like what we're doing, let us know as well. Mailbag of fourfingerdiscount.com to do. We appreciate Politely. all feedback. Also, please rate and review us in the iTunes store. So many new reviews coming through in the last few weeks. So I'm some keep of them have been here. hilarious as well. Yeah. I really love reading some of those. I I I was going to actually make a point of doing those on this, but I might... You know what? I might save them for the premium. Yeah, okay. Mm. So, uh, yes, as we said, rate and review us in the iTunes store. If you haven't done it, it only takes a minute of your time and it really, really helps the show get further and reach more people when they look up Simpsons on iTunes. Uh, check out the premium podcast if you haven't done so already. Or if you just like to chuck a couple of dollars our way, you can go to fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate. Or if you're from Ireland, apparently Irish people can't use this link. You can just send us some money to fourfingerdiscount at outlook.com. Now, Mitch, any final words before you like to let the listeners go? Final words? I've got final announcements, Dando. Final announcements? What final announcements? We've, we've got to announce the winners of our competition. We to be do able indeed. to go and yes. see with us, for Melbourne listeners anyway, uh, Yanni... Uh, um, I'm not even going to try and do the surname because I, I just Simpsons fear guy. that I'm always going to get it wrong. Yanni with The Simpsons Taught Me Everything I Know. Hey, someone... Sorry, I'm, I'm bringing up a couple of reviews before I get to that. Someone's thrown in a little bit of a football reference. Get around them! Oh, really? <laughs> no better way to spend an hour or two listening to a couple of Aussies chat about Simpsons and life. Keep up the good work. That's from Jack. Now, we had five double passes to give away to the show. It's October 15th, I believe. Is it at the... Amp- Saturday, October 15th at the Athenaeum a- Theatre in Melbourne. Theatre in Melbourne. Great Simpsons comedian, uh, comedy show. We've got four, five double passes, so we're going to give four to our listeners. Four to our listeners. We love you guys the most. We know you're listening to the show, and we really do appreciate it. We had so many entries, but we've only been able to give away four, so unfortunately, not everyone's going to get a double pass, but we're about to announce the four winners, plus it's going to be one more given away on the Facebook post. So if you don't hear your name right now, head to the Facebook post and enter there, and you may get that one as well. Hmm. So... Who are our four lucky winners of the double pass of the Siyani October 15th at the Athenaeum Theatre? Can I get a drum roll? Thank you very much. Can we keep that playing just underneath? Yeah, good. All right, awesome. Uh, our first winner is Danian McNeely. Thank you very much for entering Danian. We've then got a double pass to go to Alex Pizzol, who's, uh, I believe, performing a gig on that same night. Has invited people around. If you may have heard his track. Was it called Dead? It was dead, the same as the Pixies. Mackinac yep. Peaches was the band. Mackinac Peaches was the band. And Andrew Somerville. Uh, double pass coming your way, Andrew. Finally, Bridie Leone. Thank you very much for writing in, Bridie. 
So we'll contact you guys via email as well um, and organize exactly how things are going to run a little bit closer to the night. But basically, there'll be a meetup. We might have a drink or two and then head off to see the show. It's probably going to be Bartronica, but we will let you guys know on next week's show. Yes. Now, do you want to read those names out once more? Just the names? Daniel McNeely, Andrew Pizzol, Andrew... Sorry, Alex Pizzol. God, how fucking awful am I? Just like minutes ago, you were talking about how professional we are these days. <laughs> Daniel McNeely, Alex Pizzol, Andrew Somerville, Brady Leone. Double passes coming to all of you guys. And did you say they contact us, Mailbaker Four Finger Discount, to get there? We'll passes? contact them. We'll contact them. Okay, cool. Mitch will contact you. Yes, I will. <laughs> Once we've nutted out the exact details of where we're going to be and when and how to meet. Cool. And stay tuned because we will be giving away tickets, double passes to Matt Groening's appearance. It's completely sold out now at the Sydney Opera House in a few weeks' time. The first weekend of November, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had entrance. We've had a couple entrance come through for that. Actually, I, one of them pointed out that I forgot to say how to actually enter, so they just threw well, me. We haven't actually announced it yet. That's why. No, I, I did mention. I briefly mentioned. I hinted at last episode. Oh, but we haven't officially announced anything, and we're yeah. not going to do it yet because we. we we can't officially announce it until another week's time. So yeah. listen to next week's show and you'll find out exactly how you can win. The person, the people, unof- unofficially, the email that I've got, you're in. Yeah, like, yeah <laughs> it like, was a great as, email. As in, you are in the draw. Yeah, it was a great email. So if you've already sent in some uh, entries, if you've already sent an entry to the mailbag, you are included. Yes. So don't worry about it. Don't stress out. Um, but yeah, so next week's show, we will announce how you can officially enter the competition to win a double pass to see Matt Granny at the Sydney Opera House which is on Friday I believe November Friday the 4th, 4th of November yes. <laughs> you text me saying hey when's the Matt Granny thing October 4th you pass out yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh god <laughs> I have not organised a thing um, I'll tell you what I'm going to instantly throw this in as well go see Matt Granny also a chance to dine with us at Sydney's finest eatery Pancakes on the Rocks where's that 24 hour pancake place it's um short walk away from so the Pancake Opera House. Kitchen similar yeah, similar to Pancake Kitchen in Victoria. Do they sell chicken palmies? No. <laughs> they sell pancakes. <laughs> awesome. That sounds good. 24 hours a day. Yeah, that sounds great. I have I have once been there three times in one 24-hour period. Why not? It's pancakes. Exactly. You can never have pancakes you can eat any time of the day. I believe I had them for lunch. I had them after dinner. I then went to see Kevin Smith. I had them after seeing Kevin Smith. <laughs> in Melbourne? Uh, no, no, no. This was up in Sydney. So, you went to, so you've been to two shows of Kevin Smith's? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. Good old friend of the show. <laughs> he is an old friend of the show Loves us Yes So uh, thanks for Apparently listening Apparently we're our- the show Where we talk about Real, real shit, shit. Uh, Thanks for listening to our review Of Treehouse of Horror 3 Hope you enjoyed it Send any feedback to Mailbag at Fourfingerdiscount.com.au Send any negative feedback To Dando at Fourfingerdiscount.com.au <laughs> Uh, please rate and review us in the iTunes store. Follow us on Twitter. Twitter's going great lately, so keep it up. Um, Mitch has been responding to everybody. I've been sending some I was a little out. bit slack over grand final week, I have to be honest. We all were. There were more pressing issues in my life. Yes, at four And congratulations to the Bulldogs and any Bulldogs fans out there. Yeah, how great was it? Mm. Bob Murphy, oh. man. Oh. Crying. Every Everyone. Not a dry eye in the no. house. So at Four Finger Pod on Twitter. Rate and review us in the iTunes store. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Am I forgetting something? Um... I don't know. Who cares? Mitch, any <laughs> final words? Um, no. You know what? This week I've got absolutely nothing witty at all. That's probably dis- that's disappointing for people. I've got to come up with something. You did this last week and I had to guess something out of you. And it worked eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Prod me. My, sho- my shoulder's getting sore, man. You. My shoulder's getting sore. Your shoulders are getting <laughs> sore from making me say something funny. Oh, how hard it must be to be the comic... <laughs> Copy. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll share a little bit of back and forth that I had at work today. This was kind of funny. Final um, words. Uh, so my name is Mitch Grinter. My uh, one of my colleagues, Amanda. Is it Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell in Mitchell, full. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, one of my colleagues. Her name is Russell. 
She her um, name is Russell. Sorry, her husband's name is Russell. <laughs> Fuck me, dead sorry. Man. Her husband's <laughs> name is Russell. Someone came up who went by the name of Russell Grinch. She went, "Oh, it's like a combination of you and my husband." And I went, "Oh, imagine, uh, you know, lucky for you. Imagine how good that would be. Like all, all of my wit and the the good looks that you have. Um, oh, sorry, all of my wit and the good looks that you have come to love. And then I presume some of Russell's features as well." And what'd she say? Uh, well, laughed. Yeah, that was all. I, I, just, I was expecting a, yeah. You know what I did? Some. I walked out of there and I jumped and I did one of those little heel clicks. <laughs> she hot? Well, well, but, well, this like, a, but this is a hot one you'll tell me about before we start. I've never... Recording. Let's... Okay. <laughs> there are several reasons why that's about to be edited out. Why? Workplace harassment for one. <laughs> why? My own marriage for another. <laughs> It's not being edited out. It is being edited out. <laughs> Why? I was lying. It was a complete lie. I know you were lying. But, but then you, your facial expression is amazing. But then you put me in one of those things where no matter how I answer that question, it's the wrong answer. <laughs> no, it was fine. I was completely made it up. Make Mitch awkward. And now it's hilarious. <laughs> this isn't how final words are supposed to go. <laughs> See you guys next I'm week. I'm done. Shh.